0: Welcome to Griplock, Foundation Disc Golf's weekly podcast. I'm Hunter, joined as always by Trevor, and we are, what, two weeks away from the season starting? We're so close. We have almost made it through this whole off-season with coming up with content um, for this podcast and sometimes pulling it out of thin air.
1: Thin air, for sure.
0: Making episodes appear out of nowhere. Poof. There they are. Uh, this week, though, we're talking through some All-Star Weekend details because as of the recording of this podcast on Wednesday, they just released what the All-Star Weekend is going to look like. It's that, a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> that's happening in 10 days. 10 days from, well, 9 days from when you're listening to this um, is when the All-Star Weekend is going down out in Arizona. Um, so let's just run through it. So day one, it's a two-day event. Day one, they're calling it the All-Star Doubles Day. Uh, it's going to be two loops of the nine-hole course. Basically, they took the memorial course and shortened it into a nine-hole course. Well, elongated it into a nine-hole yeah. course, but half the holes. So you're going to play two loops in the nine-hole course. The first loop is going to be best shot. Second loop is going to be worst shot. One thing they didn't specify there is what type of worst shot we're playing. Is it the worst shot where once one person makes it, the hole's over? Or is it worst shot where both players have to make the putt? Not a huge detail, but the second loop is worst shot. And then we have pairings uh, They broke down the pairings So basically they had everyone seated 1-8 through eight On MPO and on FPO 1 got paired up with 8, 2, 7 Yada 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 So that led us to Paul being paired up with Double G Calvin and Kevin Jones Ricky and Nico Eagle and Chris Dickerson And then on the FPO side we have Paige and Heather Young Katrina Allen and Kona Panis Sarah Hocum and Jessica Weiss And then Haley King and Missy Gannon Um, So they're going to be the ones playing doubles against each other. And then day two, it's going to go into single stroke play. But each player is going to start with the combined score from their team's doubles round. And then they're going to play singles, starting with that score for two loops of the nine-hole course. Best score after that individually wins it all. Yeah. Right off the bat, what do you think of the format here?
1: It's pretty bad. (laughs) Uh, It makes no sense. So first of all, first initial problem is the selection of the teams this is the second pro tour event consecutively where the higher seated player is getting punished <laughs> like why i don't understand why that well, is they're trying to in this they're case trying make to it even, even it out but like it's still it's it's a little confusing but that regardless of that that's the my very minute thing whatever they're all world-class disc golfers it it is what it is um the next thing, why are we playing worst shot at an event meant to display our best players? <laughs> I I like that just doesn't all star games in any sport are meant to like put the put highlights on display. We don't want to see guys having to scramble every single hole because somebody's throwing out of bounds. Worst shot, terrible idea. Yeah. Number three problem. Um, and maybe this is the biggest, this format stinks. So like, why on earth are you carrying over a double score into single stroke play so like you're basically depending on somebody for like th- the first day and then you're competing against them the next day <laughs> so like it really it's, it's never been like i've never even seen this done before like, it doesn't make any sense the format stinks
0: I I, only thing i'm confused They're about doing it one thing i'm confused about is why we're just now hearing the format to where earlier today when it was announced Paul didn't even know the doubles carried over and he's in the event yeah why why was this not announced the day the all-star format was a pretty
1: simple solution just play doubles and have a winner and then play singles and yeah. have a winner well, it's I not think, that hard
0: I, I think it'll be we'll kind of fun to watch just because it's gonna be the first disc golf we see I wanted skills competitions I did too uh,
1: they could have not played at all and just done skills competition.
0: Well, that's what I was gonna say. So, it, first off, it's an exhibition, so there's nothing on the line. End of the day, who really cares what they're playing because they're playing disc golf and we get to watch it. Um, I don't agree with the format. If it was up to me, here's what I would have done. If it was up to me, I would have on Saturday had distance contest, putting contest, and a gap hitting contest on Saturday. So it's like three different contests. And we're filming that. Because one thing about disc golf is like, when's the last time we saw Paul in a distance contest? Yeah, I know. You see Eagle all the time. You see Double G. Even Chris Dickerson. Have we ever seen Chris Dickerson in a putting contest or a distance contest? Because these are always like the side events at Worlds. And the players who are regularly competing to win a world title. And they're like Paul, Ricky. Really, you can pick. There's several who never do these distance contests and stuff. This is the perfect time. It's like before the season. This is why you're showing up. Think like that. I would love to see how far is Paul actually throwing in a distance contest, right? Yeah, who knows? No one does because he's never done it. Mm-hmm. Same thing with like a putting contest. You know, the world putting champion is always a tainted title because the best putters in the world don't show up mm-hmm. to a putting t- tournament. Yeah, now they are. So, like, then that's another cool thing to see. And then something like a gap hitting or something I don't know, it doesn't even have to be gap hitting, but some other like skills competition where we can actually see them do crazy stuff that you never see on the course, like can. Like maybe it's like a thing where you it's an obstacle course you're throwing the disc through and it gets harder the farther it goes so by the end you know you're you're running against the clock and someone makes it all the way and they have to hit a two foot window for 150 feet Mm -hmm. and like one of them does it like that's mind-boggling like you're never gonna see it on the course so we're never gonna get to see it it's a sideshow thing so we never should see it on the course but in an all-star format it's just like the basketball game where you have to like the actual like skills passing like the point guard competition I forget what that one's called might literally be called the skills competition. Where they have to pass. Yeah, yeah, I know. What you're dribble. About. Like, all that stuff, it just shows how good these players actually are. Right. Yeah, there's a big missed opportunity. <laughs> and there. then what I would have done, so that would have been Saturday. And then Sunday, I would have just put them all into a match play bracket, which is something else, again, we never get to see. Yeah. And just have them play match
1: play. It seems shockingly underplanned for something that has existed, like, been known about for quite some time. And, like, they were. That's what you, I'm saying. Why are we just now hearing all these details? You were able to get all the players you wanted there. You're not giving them any money well there's nothing on the line that we know of it's so not like, like they're advertising fifty thousand right so like they probably be down to you do just about anything so like why not a skill like the skills competitions would have been great yeah and it's such a great opportunity and they just blew it by giving us a format that stinks
0: yeah i mean it, it, it might at least create close golf a lot of people are going to watch it because it's the first time well, you can see disc golf Yeah, I'm year. not
1: denying people aren't going to watch it. But I, it just, I'm going to watch it, but like, I'm, I'm just disappointed I in the missed opportunity more so. And, and
0: we've been hearing behind the scenes for as long as I can remember it was going to be match play. Mm-hmm. Like from the second it got brought up, it was like a, I thought it was a known thing that it was going to be match play. And now match play is not even in it at all. People were literally like I heard people calling it the match play all-star event
1: literally so I just, Paige pierce posted a video uploaded it yesterday i'm pretty sure where in the description of the youtube video she called it a match play event
0: yeah that's what I'm <laughs> so <saying. laughs>
1: what are we doing
0: like how did the players not even know what they're coming out to play
1: yeah the players don't seem to know much a lot of times
0: yeah but what's going but on but is that because the pro tour in this scenario didn't know much
1: yeah well, or is that just like, i don't know Maybe they maybe had, they knew
0: if they published it the players wouldn't come and now they're all committed so they have to come the
1: format I I mean they did they put in enough work to move some baskets around and design a different layout but like
0: that could have just been a local guy
1: yeah it seems like they had something else in mind and they got it got like somehow thrown off the rails because there's no way this is what they were dreaming up for their all-star event it was just like Basic golf.
0: How is it any harder to put on a like? How is it harder to do match play or something than playing no, doubles play, and singles? Match
1: play, it's not harder. But I'm saying if you're doing a full blown skills competition, there's planning involved in that. You need distance. You need a big enough field. If you're doing like some gap hitting stuff, you might need to make some targets. I there's mean, a, surely there's a little more. If that you're going to Arizona. Surely, I'm, there's wide open. Places. I'm just telling you that the logistics are. A, are well, they're a little, a little harder, difficult.
0: but I mean, you you announced this back in October, and November. I agree,
1: which is why I think that they probably had different plans that got thrown off the rails somehow. Because there's no way they just like announced this All Star game and like all they could come up with was let's play doubles and then singles and worst shot doubles over. at that. Yeah, oh worse shot
0: and let's put them on a nine hole course <laughs> and play it twice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it just does not sound great. No, it, it just all of it just I mean, it's confusing. It's very confusing. It's also like... It's like it's literally like... This is exactly what it's like. The freaking NBA All-Star game when they made like you win a quarter, yeah. the points don't matter. But in the fourth quarter, the points all of a sudden Here, matter again. Matter the thing again. about
1: All-Star events in other sports and what makes them cool. This is why people like All-Star events in other sports. Number one, because the skills competitions. People show up for the dunk competition or in baseball the home run derby or in hockey they do um a slap shot who can hit the hardest slap shot and stuff like that okay and then number two in those uh, all-star events you got guys playing on teams with guys they normally wouldn't play on teams with those are the two appeals to an all-star event so disc golf can't do the team thing because they're already like they never there's teams. nothing special about us seeing all these players in one spot because they always are yeah. Nothing special about that. So, like, they, they're trying, I feel like they're trying to swing it that way. And it's like, we see that every weekend when they play. Yeah. The only thing they and could we have see done them in
0: every double event, right. it's not like
1: discraft players only play with discraft. Yeah. The only thing they could have done to, like, get that all star like feel is the skills competitions, and they are not doing any of them. Yeah. <laughs> so,
0: like, even the speed gun would have been a cool thing to bring in.
1: Yeah. Speed gun, putting, those two alone, so easy. Putting, speed gun, and distance. There's three things right there that would have taken zero planning yeah <laughs> like i i just don't get it maybe even they, like
0: a ace challenge where you have like a 200 foot hole and you give them like 10 shots like something i don't i don't know yes. and plus then the i feel like if there's skills competition you could have like made this a bigger thing than just 16 players because then you could have i Selective mean i know, people yeah like the distance contest congratulations i know simon's elbow he couldn't be but he was the first one that came to my mind like congrats simon on being selected right. to throw in the distance, well, yeah. Showcase. The guys that get picked
1: for three-pointer dunk contest in the NBA aren't necessarily all stars.
0: Yeah, exactly. But yeah. you're you're there, and you mm-hmm. get to compete for a pro tour distance contest. Yeah. I I mean, they had to have. when it got announced. When it got announced on OT World, it said skills competition in it. So that was on the po- table at some yeah, point. Yeah,
1: I think they got derailed somehow, and I don't know how.
0: Maybe they couldn't find a wide open soccer field.
1: I mean, like, what, <laughs> what
0: are we talking about? That
1: can't be it.
0: Like, that's what I'm saying. What, derailed how?
1: I don't know. Something's not you right. You can
0: put him on a football field and have him, like, try to throw through the uprights. I don't know. We'll do something. Anything. Give us something. But, like, this feels like an all-star weekend. I'm just watching the doubles that used to happen, at like, USDGC Pro Dubs or whatever, or mixed doubles. I don't know. I'm excited for it because it's disc golf, and we haven't seen disc golf in a long time. But at the same time... But it's a big missed opportunity. And we're branding it as our all-star weekend, which should be like a big draw-in non-disc golf fans to see what these crazy things these people can do. And we're just throwing them worst shot doubles so that we can see someone park a 500-foot hole and guy throw OB and we're taking the OB shot. Yeah. Shocking. Wow. Um, now, with that being said, all of our thoughts out there uh what about predictions with this format who do you think is winning day one doubles which teams are the strong teams coming in, in your eyes
1: well okay so we're talking about like eight of the best players in the world so it's important to mention that any of these teams can yeah. win on both sides any of these teams can win um but with that being said the strongest teams just looking at it mpo are calvin and kevin and then the best team probably is eagle and chris um tough to go against them <laughs> so i i w- i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and say i, I know you're gonna pick uh you're gonna pick it an eagle and chris you were talking about earlier so I'll, I'll go with my initial thought was that calvin i think calvin and kevin will be really good so i'm gonna pick them um to win doubles on mpo fpo pretty hard the, the best teams there it looked like were Paige and heather because heather is such a good putter Paige is such a good thrower and putter and putter really yeah and then also uh haley and missy looked like a good team but i i would pick page and heather and then mpo to win it all i mean that's a mm, that's a real tough one i mean the course plays far but like is there i mean every team pretty much has a guy that can launch right
0: yeah i mean they can all throw far
1: yeah so I'm going to go ahead and say this just seems like the type of thing that Eagle's going to win. <laughs> so I'm going to say Eagle wins and Paige wins.
0: Yeah. So I had Eagle and Chris in doubles and Paige and Heather. I, I Paige and Heather, I feel like, is the more obvious one because. Well, they put Kat and Kona together and putting. Like,
1: Kat's the second highest seeded player, but putting is her struggle and she got another player who struggles with putting. Yeah. So when like when you're you looking at worst Heather. shot,
0: that's what I'm looking at worst shot. Yeah. And Paige's worst shot doubles con- like the worst shot is going to be coming from heather young who literally just came in like third at the u.s women's and is a phenomenal putter so i mean i'm not really there's no, nothing about that team that i'm like well you know on worst shot this could hurt them um because i feel like heather young could like hold her own against every single player on that weekend and week out yeah. and, and she's partnered with Paige. Yeah. so to me heather Paige, and heather is a pretty obvious one the MPO is a little bit more muddied water, but I think Eagle and Chris for the same reason. Because you're looking at worse shot, Eagle or Chris. Like, you my odds are really good in that scenario. Yeah. Not that it's not with... Ricky and Nico, I think, is an underrated team. I don't think either of them are, like, end of the year, super flashy name. Like, because we had, like, obviously Chris with USDGC. Then we had Kevin with the Pro Tour. You know what I mean? Uh, They didn't do something big like that, but they're also always up there so like that when you're looking at worst shot it's the same type of thing Is like ricky and nico i'm happy taking either their drive every time like mm-hmm. i don't think that's gonna be an issue um but i do think that eagle and chris assuming they continued their momentum from last year a little bit they're gonna be really tough to beat i saw a lot of people posting freaking out over the paul double g like that they were gonna be some formidable thing i'm just saying in worst shot like, I feel like Double G, no offense to him, is the weakest player in the field. Mm-hmm. And he so, is, yeah. in best shot doubles it's on a wide open, open course... Open
1: wide open course, though, Double G will be a force we reckon with. and He will be, but I'm saying so far. on a
0: wide open course in best shot, you're not gaining strokes. on in, Like, none of these players There's are going There's going to
1: be, out. like, no separation in best shot. Yeah,
0: of. and then in worst shots where the separation is, and I feel like Double G... I, I mean, not no one's a weak link out there, but I feel like out of this field, he would be the one. Like, if I if I'm picking a lineup with Paul, Calvin, Kevin, Ricky, Nico, Eagle, Chris, and Double G, I'm probably picking Double G last, mm-hmm. which is why he's the eighth seed. So to me, like when I'm looking at worst shot, and you have Eagle and Chris on the table, that's a hard one not to pick them. And with that in mind, that's why I'm also picking Eagle for singles because I think he's going to come in over you know Paul or uh, even like Ricky possibly with like a a few stroke lead and playing singles on a wide open course it's going to be hard to make up a few strokes on a course that they're not really going to know that well it's wide open yeah. Uh, and then Paige I mean FPO predictions you're probably going to get sick of it because I'm just going to go ahead and tell you I'm probably picking Paige 95% of the time this year
1: broken record
0: yeah Yeah. Uh, and I'm probably going to be right about 80% of that 95% so that's why I'm picking her safe bet Maybe we should make a rule where we can't pick Paige. Who's coming in second? <laughs> is, that, is that the new FPO game? Pretty soon, FPO's going to get muddied water. Like, it's going to be well, once the Paige, Europeans Haley, come over, Evelina. Once there's going to be a lot more. But Once the
1: Europeans come over, it could tighten up right away.
0: Yeah, but I don't think that this year... This year, we don't know if Europeans are coming over. Um, and secondly, I don't think there's anyone from last year that has proven that mm-hmm. they're going to regularly challenge Paige. No. I just don't think that's happening. I hope I am wrong because it'll make for some really interesting golf. But I just don't see that happening. Um, so I think it pretty much covers mm, the All Star Weekend details that we know of um, for this week. It will be interesting to see if they announce anything else, you know, because we do we're still ten days away, so they they could still announce skills competitions or something. But yeah, who knows? Well, if if something like that gets announced, we'll bring it up. But most likely, you know, next week we'll just kind of double down on some of these details. Um, with the all-star weekend kind of leading into it it will be exciting you gonna be able to watch it on the disc golf network i believe is the only place i don't think there's going to be post-produced anything from what i've seen because they said only on disc golf network makes sense so because uh, this the, is their, their product yeah type event type thing so uh another thing that we did see this week though was hot take Hanum made his comeback he did. He came back with another hot take. So let us I'm going to read it for you, and then I want to kind of talk through this one because this is a more interesting one. I haven't um, seen it, so. The majority of people in the comments section actually agreed with him. Okay. Which was kind of shocking because if you've ever looked at his hot takes, that's not the case. Usually not. So he said, disc golf tournaments, eight here and above, should only be able to host if they have a private course or a course without public sidewalks or roads. There's no reasons players should have to wait for bystanders that have no clue why we're even in the park. So initial thoughts on that. Wow. That's a great hot take.
1: <laughs> Very hot. Um okay. So like this almost seems to me like a perfect world scenario type disc golf take. Where, yeah, of course, in a perfect world, we would only like we'd we'd at least, we'd have more control over like who is in the area when we're holding our big events. Right, like we don't want some hiker walking across the path. Um, we don't want to be throwing near cars, but that's a it's a perfect world scenario because we're. It's a little too late in the sense where I think there's a lot of big courses that are like, just like ingrained into our sport that are on public property. So that's one thing we would like have. Like
0: what? To,
1: well, our most notable course in our sport is on a public university.
0: <laughs> yeah, it went through.
1: That's what I'm. That's, that's what I'm saying.
0: That's but just, they do at least shut down the sidewalks and stuff for the most
1: part yeah so that's what i'm saying i, I think control over those would, is more realistic than just canning them all together because yeah. there's all like pretty much all of our courses are like at pu- on public property um so that part of it i'm saying yeah it'd be great if we had control over things um and but a tiers and above that's another stretch because like i understand for like an elite series event wanting that but any eight like the this sport's not there yet for just like some random a tier to have that kind of control to be able to shut something down or whatever it might be
0: well what 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 takes that like what would it take to get that control
1: i guess the sport just has to be big enough that you can convince a parks department or a
0: school no you just need money well yeah well that comes with the sport being bigger no because like if we locally if we're going to shut down a course for the park the park part if we're like hey you can't walk here you can't walk here we have to rent out the park and i forget what it was but it's a lot of parks really it isn't that expensive if you're going to fill their park like you're bringing that many people so for an a tier it might be like ten dollars more a player
1: okay but you're you're talking about a park in like lynchburg or bedford virginia you're not talking about a park in like phoenix arizona okay so let's go arizona
0: <laughs> why is the memorial not on the pro tour right now yeah this exact reason
1: i know but like maybe that i'm saying that sum of money that it costs to perhaps rent that park out it's is too I,
0: much so that's why they that's why the pro tour is not on the national tour or or that's why the memorial is not on the pro yeah, tour or the so it's
1: tour. not a question of just like we already have the money let's spend it It's might be that some of the events just don't have the money because sports not big enough yet
0: well yeah but i also would argue that like if your course, if the course property has to be designed in a way that sidewalks and stuff are bobbing and weaving in and out, it's probably not a big enough course for a big tournament.
1: That's fair. I mean, I, I think obviously when we when we plan future courses for like big events, then we should always look to do them privately. Um, or at least, well, I think
0: public. If you look at the courses that we're going to use for the Battle for Bedford, I think is a great example.
1: Yeah, at least public property where it's so far out of the way.
0: Yeah, like Falling Creek, there is sidewalks and there is a parking and lot. They're nowhere near. Nowhere. Now. No hole is throwing where you're going to be distracted or throwing towards anyone and endangering them. Right. And then if you look at New London, there's trails way off to the side, but there's OB that you can't even get to those trails. Yeah. No, we we were just out there and there's nowhere. There's nowhere that you're walking or you're throwing over a walking path. Yeah. Well, I Same think, with Venhorse. I
1: think the difference in those places is, and I know this is the case at least for like Venhorse and for New London, I believe too. Um, the first thing that that property has, is used for is a disc golf course. So, like yeah. disc golf is what broke the ground, where if you look at like a Fountain Hills Park, Disc golf was not the thing that broke the ground in that park. So I think that's what what it comes down to. If disc golf is the first thing to break into a park, it establishes that priority, and the trails and things will build around it. Whereas if you just already have a really cool park and try and put a disc golf course on it, there's going to be things in the way. So I think that's where that That's
0: what I think he's saying is like, then that shouldn't be a top professional course.
1: I I mean, I I can agree with that. I mean, how many examples
0: of that i'm curious to know what's popping up in his head he said memorial obviously so that's an obvious example milo macgyver okay. at beaver state Fling, um and then i forget what the other one. winthrop was got did get brought up
1: mm-hmm. but that wasn't
0: brought up by him someone else brought it up and he said don't even get me started on winthrop so that'll be interesting Ooh. um <laughs> but milo was one i didn't think of because that's a course that so many people like beaver state Fling, so many people just freak out over that course yeah but there is several times that like you're throwing to an island that's across a parking lot. the you know event
1: I mean? isn't quite... Yeah, you're right. But that event isn't quite as big as it used to be. No. Um, and I wonder if that's part of it. But the whole... Him talking about Winthrop, it makes me think, like, Winthrop scares me because there is just this... I have this gut feeling that that course is not always going to be around because of the fact that it's on the land of a public university. What happens if a new school president gets in charge and wants to do something with that land, you know,
0: well, the land's used by the university.
1: Yeah. But like what, I mean, just say, I'm just saying, what if an outside force comes in? What if an outside force comes in and says no more disc golf? It it could happen. And if it did happen, that is a devastating blow. Well, I think they're paying
0: a, freak ton of money to rent that out that week i oh i forget i I I heard the number once and it like made me sick but i don't think
1: there's absolute security that we can know that course stays around and that is correct i think it's almost inevitable that at some point it will be gone like probably in our lifetime and if that happens like that is a big blow to this well i think what
0: what's gonna be what's almost the bigger issue with this is the safety side to where there's gonna come a day i'm it's kind of happened, but luckily all stayed within disc golf, but there's going to come a day where a random bystander is walking by and just gets drilled with a and Ricky Wysocki forehand or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. To where Ricky didn't see him coming. Mm-hmm. I only chose Ricky because he hit the guy in the head. Uh, there was a spotter Yeah. like recently and we we're, that's just where my head went, but where, you know, Ricky or whoever didn't see him coming. And so they just chuck their drive and then there's a person there or there's a car there. Obviously, the event has insurance and stuff, but now is that event ever coming back to that park or that town? Yeah, I know. And it's because it's like that should have been thought through, type of a thing. It's somewhat thought through in the course design, but you can't really control because players are going to walk up and decide lines that a course designer was like, "I that was not supposed to be there." <laughs> yeah,
1: that's true. Yeah.
0: So a line that's like, oh well, you know, yeah, there's a park. Yeah, there's a like sidewalk hundred feet past the basket. But the player's just throwing a straight tunnel shot at it. It's fine. And then Simon steps up and throws a Skyhawk or a Skamahawk, whatever, over the top, crushes it past, and it tombstones yeah. and hits someone's dog.
1: I mean, I I completely agree in the sense that the sport, like when looking for future locations, especially when they're Or like- even,
0: even think of like putting. Like you have Paul putting to win a world championship, which at that point, I'm sure the gallery would be massive, but then a, a random jogger is walking <laughs> behind. Yeah. Like when you look at it, if like— if that was, and I think Austin even said this, like, if that's Tiger Woods yeah, putting at the Masters and you got Karen with her dog speed walking See, past but, him. But
1: that's just it, though. Like, it's a different, different sport. Not in the sense of, I'm not saying we shouldn't be thinking we're as important as ball golf, but ball golf courses are, are all privately owned property that's, that's what he's saying You yeah. should get
0: to that not, pro- but, not all privately owned but all okay. exclusively disc golf well, or me, being able to be shut down well
1: let me spin this one towards you then austin adam the reason ball golf can do that is because they charge people to come to those courses so that they can sustain owning a property that is just for that sport so if you want that if disc golf is headed in that direction of privately owned courses unless you have a guy who just loves disc golf and money and has property And just builds a private course because that's kind of where they've come from so far. Guess what? They're going to be pay-to-play courses. Yeah. So that's that's.
0: I think it's not cheap either. We're not talking about we're not talking about B tier, C tier, like me and you are going out to have some fun. I know, I know. We're talking about a pro tour, a top tier level course.
1: I know that that, this type of thing just doesn't exist yet. And I'm
0: not saying I'm against Maple Hill.
1: Okay, that's the preserve. Hold on, just one second. If, if you go to okay, if you we're go to college
0: nationals is going to be this year. If
1: you go to um okay, that course that doesn't even exist yet though. But I'm saying
0: that it's. But they just bought a golf course. But that's that's
1: new. It. But is that place? I'm saying that, that person who bought this that course in North Carolina. Are they saying we're going to be able to completely fund like Maple Hill? Okay, so like th- they're that, a Christmas tree farm. They're a Christmas tree farm, right? Yeah. But they didn't like buy that property with the intent of we're going to buy this crop property and we're going to pay for it and pay for everything based on the fact that we chart based on the money we bring in from charging people to play disc golf.
0: Well no, you'd be dumb to only have one source of income from that. That's why golf's going to be slowly dying because you can't you had to charge out the wazoo for it.
1: Okay. <laughs> that was off <all> topic, but <laughs> I'm
0: just saying like that's not the model. I'm not saying that well, if I'm buying land, I'm not going to ever be like only disc golf here.
1: You I'm can make so much money
0: off the rest of the land other ways.
1: That's what ball golf courses are doing and, and have that's why years. they're struggling. There's lots that are still making money.
0: Yeah, in Florida and in big tourist areas. Okay. Small town golfs always struggle, always will. Because you you gotta charge too much or have too much volume and if it's it not depends. a touristy area. And they do other things too, like have restaurants and stuff like exactly. that. There are, courses, there are golf courses. There are golf courses that make I'm money every is, year though
1: it's not dying as much you act like it's gonna die in the next five years
0: no when did i ever say that
1: I, the way you talk about it with such like authority well, like ball golf okay, is dying i know, like, of, you, I know where's of your courses, sources <laughs> i
0: know of courses and that i have talked to them about their financials yeah and they're I've, very interested in bringing disc golf on because yeah. of how
1: much i mean learning. i've worked at a lot of ball golf courses and i can tell you that like even though like it's tough right now. Like there are still a lot of ball golf courses outside of touristy areas that still make money and do very well for themselves. Yeah, it's not. It's not like they're falling on their face. And disc golf. No, like,
0: but they're not booming. So what? Okay, so what? If have, I'm looking at so a pro- if you
1: want a private, if you want these private courses, then what? How else are they bringing in income?
0: I don't know. You get creative, like Maple Hill with the Christmas tree farm.
1: Okay, but that that existed before the disc golf course, right? They, I'm I, not sure. They, I'm pretty sure. Well. Correct me if I'm wrong, but they probably had the Christmas tree farm and then put in a disc golf probably. course on it. So that's what I'm saying. But well, that's somebody...
0: great. Every Christmas tree farm in the world we can sell as a disc golf. Christmas so tree that's farm... the model? Christmas tree farms become disc <laughs> golf not? courses? I'm just saying there's ways around it, but I, I think that there was another one. They just did a big tournament up in uh New Jersey type area. But you're, so there's enough courses that can be top-tier level that these top-tier events so can be at private do you not courses. Do
1: you not think or that— Or at
0: least courses like New London— or Venhorst where it might be a public park but we can we have such a good relationship we can shut it down for the day
1: i'm just i'm just kind of curious now do you think disc golf will ever get to the point where it can sustain like you can go to a disc golf course and there's a pro shop and there might be a restaurant and like there's the course and that's what they do do you think that'll ever happen
0: probably but that won't be the main courses disc golf will never be a country club sport
1: that's that's, that's nothing with country club you can go to a golf course at, a ball golf course that looks nothing like a country club. I never
0: said it looked like one. I'm saying that a country club to me is country a— Country club
1: is you pay a membership fee to be a part of a country club, and then it also includes some comp rounds with ball golf. The only reason ball golf has that name country club sport is because country clubs typically have ball golf courses in them. But yeah. there's nothing country club about okay. ball golf.
0: It'll never be only a pay-to-play Like, it'll never be – that's not going to be the only model for disc golf, no. No, I'm just wondering – there will be enough players that you can sustain that, yeah, especially in a Florida, you know, Midwest, California-type area where people are traveling there on vacation and looking up, where can I go play?
1: I'm not even trying to be argumentative. I'm just honestly curious about, like – How couldn't they? What the future looks like because, like – if you have courses like that then because you
0: also have to think about how much cheaper it is to maintain a disc golf property than a golf course property.
1: Well, you're not wrong just mowing alone yeah and and well turf management, I should say alone yeah. the chemicals and, and all of it.
0: you could re- realistically you could have like a one or two person team yeah. manage a disc golf course.
1: I mean you're absolutely right and, and
0: so that alone you go from charging 50 bucks down to charging 10 20. Yeah. Maple Hill I think's already charging 20 on the weekends. And they're getting away with it just fine because really? the course is nice enough. Are they really? They're going ten twenty is their model. If the course is nice that's enough, wild. and I'm traveling in to play Maple Hill, I'm not batting an eye at twenty bucks.
1: Yeah, but like if that's your local course, you're then bad.
0: you buy a yearly membership. It's probably two hundred. They, they do memberships.
1: Yeah. Interesting. So Maple Hills, Maple Hills, out here doing that. Yeah, that's cool.
0: That's what I'm saying. Is that that's definitely something that like, and especially if if that course is on tour to where the pro tour has. You know, this privately owned course is like a feature course and everyone freaks out over it because the private courses in general that are made just for disc golf, the fairways are maintained better. It's cut in better because it's just a disc golf course. That's all it is. And so like there's a lot more attention to the disc golf side of the disc golf course. So then everyone freaks out over it. You see it on tour. Now, when I'm showing up to it as a, as a fan, I don't really care what you tell me you're going to charge me because yeah. I want to play where I've watched my favorite players play.
1: Yeah. I just, I just don't think they're going to pop up. I don't think there's going to be very many of them. I
0: don't think there's going to be enough. My because thoughts like, on this take I never got to, but I don't think there's ever going to be enough that disc golf tournaments A tier and above. I think yeah. the A tier is too low.
1: They can't. They're not going to pop up everywhere because. But like, once like we were saying, tour, you can't you can't open a disc golf course with the sense of I'm opening a business because like even with the preserve, like it was open because who, the person who opened it has money and they wanted to open a disc golf course. It's yeah. not like I'm going to open this disc golf course cuz I think it can be really profitable. I think eventually
0: you could. It could it won't be really profitable. You're going to have to rely on That's
1: what I'm saying. It would
0: be like like foundation opening a disc golf course to where like we own the property, the disc golf course, you know, brings in some money, but our online store funds it
1: right that's what i'm saying like that's why they won't pop everywhere because you can't no. be like oh here's land i'm gonna make a disc golf course and that's my living. but
0: you could almost have a tour on courses that you fully control or are privately owned right now and we're right now in the sport we're young in the sport and you yeah. could almost do it right now
1: Well you would have to do it quick because people get attached to courses very quickly and then when you start moving away from them then they get upset like if we were to move an event away, but if you
0: move to a better tournament or better course, you're you know not people you aren't know, gonna be upset. people are they suckers, just, man. They just removed the Memorial from the tour, and how much have you heard people complaining about it? If they the moved, Memorial,
1: if they moved Winthrop, the USDGC from Winthrop,
0: players would love it.
1: The people would riot. The people would riot. Fans
0: would be upset.
1: I would be in. Up, but as in long tears. as the
0: players are there fans aren't going to care they'll
1: get a, mm, they're going to care they're going to watch the first round and be like man it's just not quite as special as the years prior Yeah, and it's guess what a,
0: guess what happens next year everyone's going to watch it again
1: i'm just saying there would be an initial uproar
0: yeah there's always going to be an initial uproar but there's going to be an initial uproar every time you change anything well that's
1: why i said they should just they need to if they're going to do something like that they need to do it now
0: no they need to make sure the courses are good enough that when they do it it's we're removing this tournament but look at what you just got for it
1: yeah, but what if it's out of what if something happens? It's out of their control.
0: Then you and just then, and then like you're c- telling me that if Winthrop called tomorrow to Innova and was like, hey, yeah, you're not doing it this year. They couldn't use the masses of courses in Charlotte and still keep it in the same area and have just as good of a tournament. A hundred percent, they could. It Wouldn't be just as good. It would be just as good.
1: You're crazy for saying that.
0: I mean, they'd be able to do it.
1: Yeah, but it wouldn't be the, the USDC. It, it wouldn't. But it they'd wouldn't, be able to do it. It wouldn't even be close to the same. That's not it. It wouldn't even be close to the same.
0: It would be a different tournament. USDGC
1: is made completely by the fact that it's at Winthrop. It's become that attached to that course. It's not, it has nothing to do with the fact that it's US title. It's Winthrop.
0: But they could definitely still do it.
1: Yeah, but it wouldn't. It just wouldn't, it wouldn't I, I would see who won USDGC and be like, and then I would look back and be like, oh, yeah, they won, but they didn't really win a USDGC. For the first
0: year or two. And five years from now, you wouldn't think that way anymore. Because you wouldn't have an option. I wouldn't like it. It wouldn't matter if you like it.
1: It's I want to like it.
0: <laughs> and you also had to think of how many players are coming in. Like, wh- like a new player coming in, their reality is different from our reality. So no, if Winthrop, because
1: they grew up watching Winthrop.
0: A new player coming into the sport grew up watching no disc golf. I'm talking. I'm not talking okay, about. So pros. that's
1: years before they're even. I'm not talking about pros. Pro level. I'm
0: not talking about pros. I'm talking about fans. Because the, the uproar would be from fans mainly. Yeah. So, fans coming into the sport, five years from now, there's probably going to be more new fans that have never watched the disc golf we're watching right now than there's fans watching the disc golf we're watching right now. So, if Winthrop changed today, we would be in the minority five years from now of being like, remember Winthrop? And everyone would be like, no, what was that?
1: I mean, the Masters is still... And then
0: they'd probably watch it and be like, why are there mozzarella sticks by the basket two feet away? We're so glad it's changed. The
1: Masters is still at Augusta and it always has been.
0: Yeah, but we're talking... That's what? A hundred some years old?
1: I'm just saying, if it keeps, disc golf time is like dog you years. You cannot
0: look at me and tell me. <laughs> disc golf
1: time is like dog years. It accelerates.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. You can't tell me that, like, Winthrop, I agree, is the hardest one to ever change. I don't think it should change. But if they called tomorrow and said it was changing,
1: That'd be it wouldn't be the
0: end of USDGC.
1: I would be hard. As as I know it, it would be.
0: Yeah. And but as the sport, they would does have, it, and as you they know, would have to two do it. they would have
1: to do a darn good job of making a course that was the first ever year
0: it would be like the 26th usdgc
1: it'd be a funeral is what it would be
0: that's the thing okay so to us we a remember disc golf funeral 2016 you re- disc golf fans from 2016 remember that being the year the hurricane made it shortened around you know what mm-hmm. i mean and so and you always remember it as like it wasn't a full usdgc but then
1: it went back to normal the next year and no but what i'm great.
0: let me finish my point the players coming in this year they don't look at jeremy colin's 2016 title and know it has anything wrong with it
1: if they're educated, they do. <laughs>
0: well, you you got to see what I'm saying. You can't... Hardly. How?
1: I think I just don't want to let go.
0: You don't want to see it.
1: No, I don't. If they
0: change it to Camp Canaan this year, what this year f- fans... What is that? It's a course near there that's pretty sick. Okay. They've done the USDGC doubles there. If they change it this year, they say we're doing Camp Canaan. Players would be upset. Fans would be upset. Whatever. Three years from now that's usdgc but Everyone's i don't think adapted. i don't think
1: i'd ever be as excited about USGC. Like what makes me yes excited no because you what would. makes me as excited you can't it's subjective so you can't say that for me <laughs> i can though what makes it exciting for me is knowing they're gonna play that course that i know and they're gonna throw the holes that i but know you'll know the and course get, you'll
0: know camp Canaan. It's, it's
1: the thing different. that made it it's different the thing
0: that made it so prestigious is they stuck to one course for this long
1: now it's the course design it's the course design more I've seen other courses. The course
0: design has changed I've seen other courses. They're playing a completely different Winthrop than Ken Climo did.
1: Yeah, but a lot of it's the same. You're still going to have the island hole in 17, you know?
0: They the can make an day. island hole. They're playing You're from a completely different over place. still pond on 5. On 2017, if you look back at the it's 2003 the essence, playoff, the Barry Schultz is event, playing a hyzer from 200 essence, feet away into it.
1: That was the very first one. Still different. <laughs> the essence of the event is still the same.
0: There might be a person out there. This is what I'm saying. There might be a person out there that remembers that USDGC. Where he threw like a little hyzer, <laughs> a rock hyzer in from like being a level playing ground, right? And they're like, USDGC is just not the same, man, because I, no. now they're terrible, top. terrible. That's example. the exact same thing. No, it's,
1: it's not. It's not your a reality. whole different course, a different tee pad, exact same thing. Where's the correlation
0: there? Yeah, you get what I'm saying. A and B do not. You correlate. never live through <laughs> You never live through that USDGC so to you it looks the same back in my day I walked uphill through exactly the we would be those people in this scenario back in my day maybe I wanted to be that person back in my day they played it with ropes <laughs> USDGC means nothing without and the other person sitting there like yeah but look at the course they play on now this is way better of a course no, design I like that it drives people to insanity That you
1: can't that course is untouchable man
0: but we don't decide if it's untouchable. I We're am. in zero control of that.
1: Steer me back on track. Give me off I this top. You're
0: off the rails. You gone crazy. <laughs> I'm
1: somewhere in Utah. <laughs> <laughs> <You know
0: what? laughs>
1: I took the wrong interstate.
0: I'm just saying, if it if it had to happen, everyone would adapt and be just fine, and you'd be I smiling. Never, and talking I would never about it be fine. I without. would
1: never be fine unless they're playing that thing somewhere so so pristine. It would have to blow my mind. I have yet to see another disc golf course that gets me so excited to see coverage on it as Winthrop. It but gets, there's
0: so many people out there that think the exact opposite of you. They hate Winthrop.
1: I don't know why. I, there's no. Yeah, I've never seen one. And also, Pat, maybe some you've players in the
0: comments or, or listen to players. There talk about is, there
1: is unarguably, there's no other course that is so unpredictable and like the winner of that tournament is just a mystery.
0: I agree, but you can't say it's because of good course design.
1: Yeah, I can no other course is able to do that
0: yeah but I'm saying it's good for accomplishing that yes
1: and that's what the sport needs
0: it's great I (laughs) love I love USDGC but I'm
1: just saying you hate it this just saying Hunter hates the USDC. <laughs> next topic.
0: This just in. Let's Trevor. make that our next T-shirt. Trevor needs to be checking to the insane. Hi, asylum. my name is Hunter. And it's I time for favorite segment call. of Trevor's trivia.
1: Yeah, here's your question.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> 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 Why do you hate the USDC? <laughs> oh my god! All right, listen up. Here's how this is gonna work. <laughs>
0: We're what gonna, was that segment? What just happened? We are going to hot take him. I didn't even get to finish half of what I wanted to say about his tweet.
1: It's not important. Here's what's going to happen. Since we just had our ratings update, I figured this could be interesting. All right. Um basically the game is you're going to start with the highest rated player that you know, which okay. you know the highest rated player. And you're going to work your way down. You have you're going to try and name as many players oh, as you gotcha. can in order. No, not in order, but each one has to be lower rated than the one before, oh. and I will fact check you. So okay, we're you, starting with Ricky Wysocki. You obviously want... Okay, hold on. <laughs> you obviously... Your goal, and I know you're smarter than thinking this. I'm trying to explain it to everybody. Your goal is to maybe, keep maybe it as, as close as possible yeah. so that you can get as many players in before all of a sudden you're at 10-10. You're like, well, I'll start naming Liberty players at that point, but <laughs> you can go... see how see how far you can go.
0: Okay, so we're starting it off with Ricky Waisaki
1: okay are
0: you... moving from him to paul okay moving from him to eagle Mm-hmm. from eagle to that's where i'm gonna start calvin Heinberg.
1: i think they're tied let me let me double you
0: high. didn't you didn't put that in your rule book sir <laughs> I, know, I know i well i
1: did just say each one has to be lower rated than the one before
0: you did, you did. are they tied
1: oh my gosh just... i think you lost wait
0: who's high, who's higher rated than who
1: you said eagle and then you said calvin
0: yeah is calvin higher than eagle i think you might just well lost. i didn't know i could lose the game i thought it was just how many players i could you say. already lost <laughs> i didn't think i could calvin's ten fifty one, and eagle's ten fifty. the whole you point you're over there laughing it was one point off and it changed today probably i know but like All right, so calvin then eagle i mean no the whole point was to see
1: how long you go without messing up
0: you didn't For say a, that you just said how many players i can name well
1: it'd be darn easier wouldn't it be if you just well, keep no, naming thought, then you I can just name how many get... disc golfers can i name exactly <laughs> no i thought it
0: wasn't gonna get hard until i got to like 10 30 all right i'll give you one Start pass you all right i'll give you
1: one pass you're starting at 10 50 i think dickerson's tied so you just lost again
0: <laughs> you got it it's got to be
1: lower all right it's, i said lower jeez oh adam my
0: Hammes. gosh you're, you're trying to be too perfect i think adam Hammes. i, I Hammes was is, trying to
1: yeah Hammes is 10 40 so you just jumped 10 points
0: well, you got on me for trying to jump one point. So I mean, surely
1: there's a there's a few players in there. Kevin Jones being one of them. Missed him.
0: <laughs> Let's move on to the next topic. No, okay. So you're at 10:40 now. At so 1040. It's already getting difficult. <laughs> Andrew Fish.
1: Let me check him. He just He's updated today. Well, he just updated today. Frick. So he could be really close. He's still 10:37. Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. Um, from Andrew Fish we're going to keep it local now we're just staying local because we got up there Um, who's in the 1020s
1: you're not even going to go to any more in the 1030s I
0: don't know anyone else in the 1030s
1: (laughs) I think Nico is
0: (laughs) I don't but Nico could easily be 1038 and then you'd laugh at me because I lost and I suck so if if I'm playing the game I'm playing the game
1: yeah just go ahead
0: (laughs) Chris Clemens
1: Nico's ten thirty, by the way. I think Clemens is 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 dirty, so I think you're about to lose again.
0: He's ten thirty eight. I'm gonna throw this <laughs> I'm gonna throw this mic at your face so fast.
1: Chris Clemens. He's ten twenty
0: eight. Yeah. Oh crap, that was too low. That was a big jump. Dang it. <laughs> okay. Ten twenty eight. Where are we going from there? Not up. <laughs> um, <laughs> Chris Clemens to <laughs>
1: Stephen Curry. <laughs> That's where you're gonna get to eventually. You're gonna have to get as low as you can.
0: I know. Chris Clemens, ten twenty eight. Um someone who's lower than that. Man, Anthony Borello's really close to that, but I'm not gonna say him. I
1: think um, he's ten sixteen. Is that your guess?
0: Yeah, let's go A B next.
1: 1029. No freaking <laughs> He what? went up five points
0: today. Oh my gosh.
1: The range jump today is killing me. I mean you're awful with that.
0: I I'm, thought, am I I'm, I? I'm staying right within the range of a few points. And if it was yesterday, I'm killing it.
1: He snapped <laughs> like that. I mean, I would like you could have named like ten players and stayed like twenty points away just by knowing you could have gone all the way down to like nine hundred.
0: I was trying to be really good at the game. I sure I could win. Paul Macbeth, m- Hunter Thomas, Trevor Stopp, Connor Kennedy. I win. And
1: you would well, have done better than you just
0: did. <laughs> but I was trying to be good at the game.
1: That's that's the secret with these games, man. You got to try to be average.
0: All right, let's just move on. I don't want to play your little game anymore. I,
1: I got to see you lose like three times in a row. Let's do good FPO. For me. Do that same thing with FPO? Yeah,
0: but now that I know the game. Okay. Paige Pierce.
1: I got to figure out what she's even rated. Katrina oh, what if Allen. she went up today?
0: Paige Pierce, Katrina Allen
1: she's still 991
0: Kona Panis
1: whoa I'm gonna have to check that one just to, I'm Katrina
0: Allen to Kona Kona's just, like 920 I, gotta,
1: I know that's what I say I gotta know like how far why did you drop down so far that's how you just told me to play the game yeah, but that was like, you dropped down to 926 from 960. Like You know there's players in skill that are between those two.
0: Yeah, but if there's I name l- if I name Haley King, knowing my luck, she just jumped 15 points and overtook Katrina Allen today, and then you're going to laugh.
1: You know that's not true, dude.
0: All right, so um, next up, I we would have mean, Shannon Hansie.
1: I, <laughs> I would never laugh at you like that. Haley King is 962. They're actually tied, so yeah, you would have been Yeah,
0: exactly my point. Move up today. She didn't move up today. Hansey Shannon Hans is my next answer.
1: Shannon Hans dude, I, I, what if she's not even she's probably not even renewed
0: Boom, I win
1: <laughs> she's seven fifty. I just won your game. thank you I didn't say I said how many could you name there was no way to win. then how is there a way to lose? by just like only getting <laughs> three because you're trash I won Do you know you didn't lose yet? Keep going. name somebody lower oh, than seven fifty I'm
0: going to go to some junior player let's hear it. I, I mean, I know her. Okay, I'm gonna just look up a junior jun- girls player. Um, there's one on. You're gonna look <laughs> them up. Well, there was one on Discraft Underground. whose name was like CC. All right. Well, you know what? You're done.
1: You threw away the integrity of the game the
0: second you picked up your phone. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor, <laughs> you gave me a game that I was doing fine
1: at. No, you weren't. It You're was just your second guess was wrong. <laughs> you went from like ten. You
0: went. Paul uh, 10 Ricky?
1: You went Reggie that Paul. Yeah, but you had to go lower. That was the one stipulation of the game. It wasn't how many golfers. I, just, can you I assumed
0: name. it was going to be you had, no, and then like, oh, okay. How about this? Yeah, Eagle, that's it. Keep going.
1: Calvin. No, I normally that's what I do, but I'm going to start laying the hammer down on you because I think everybody's sick and tired of this. Hunter lo- loves it. Hunter loses, but then we let him keep playing. I want you to lose, and you lose.
0: But see, I, you can't just change the rules up and really like
1: that there was never any
0: rules when you show up to work one day and your desk is up front and the next day it's in the back just because i decided we're gonna screw the rules When you're I you're gonna show up tomorrow and that label printer is gonna be plugged in out back in a pile of snow <laughs> when i make up a game I, I think when you make up a game you are
1: therefore allowed to make up any rules you want poop ball i
0: mean I known. <laughs> <laughs> all right I had to do it. All right, keep going? This is the problem with us coming in early to work. <laughs> it's the time we get to the podcast, we're delirious. I know. It's bad. Uh, all right, uh, <laughs> on to the next topic. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. This topic's come up before on the show, um, but we're just, we haven't fully explored it yet. But we were talking about the Blue Ridge tour, our tour. Yes. And basically, we were writing the Facebook group rules and we wanted to have something where if something happened Uh, in our group, there could be repercussions on tour, such as a suspension or something Mm -hmm. like that. So basically, if someone went into the group and was like cursing out a TD and going off on him in the Facebook group, since in a tour group, we were saying, oh, then you could be suspended from the tour for however many events or whatever. But then we realized we don't actually have any control over that because these are just PDGA events and we're just kind of grouping them together. That led us to thinking that the pro tour is in the same boat. Basically, the pro tour can't suspend someone beyond the PDGA because the pro tour, basically, the PDGA owns the pro tour events when it comes to sanctioning and rules enforcement. It's the same reason that they can't, like, let's say that Nico misses a putt on live coverage and just yells the F word (laughs) at the top of his lungs. (laughs) They can't fine him fifty bucks, or because if they. If he, they did, he said no, then they say, you can't play our next tour event. He could say, watch me yeah, because he's just going to sign up.
1: I think the solution is an interesting problem, but I think the solution is very clear because I think the PDGA uh, likes the pro tour. They seem to want they have seem to be pretty uh cooperative with them so i think the very simple solution is just the PDGA and the pro tour announcing or establishing that they cooperate when it comes to rules so if the pro tour finds you or suspends you the PDGA goes Hold along it with it yeah
0: well i didn't want to go simple <laughs> i want a full step farther i mean i
1: think that's i think that's the solution
0: i was basically wanted to go through and like talk through should the pro tour split from the pdga like, what are the pros and cons of them being PDJ sanctioned events versus not being? Yeah. What does it allow them to do? Because I think that this finding whole idea thing, which that's not even the Pro Tour's idea. That's my idea to try to come up with a scenario where this might happen. Mm-hmm. Um, is just one of many that could come up because the Pro Tour doesn't actually own their event per mm-hmm. se. Mm-hmm. So, when I was just thinking through some pros of splitting, if this were to actually happen, it would give the Pro Tour the full control of the tour and schedule. Because right now they have to get the dates still approved by the PDGA and they have to work with the PDGA to have the national tour dates kind of coincide. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure that they, that if the Pro Tour wanted a national tour event, they couldn't have it because it's PDGA's right, national tour. Right. So it gives them full control on that. It also gives them full control on registration for said events because now there's no limit on if you want to limit the field to 950 rated players only, you can do that. That's something that Ledgestone was toying with the idea and the PDGA said no. This is a pro tour event. Ledgestone wanted 950 minimums. Mm -hmm. Uh, They were at least messing with the idea in their head. The PDGA said no and they had to do tiered registrations. So then like tour cards and stuff, it makes you think that like tour cards couldn't actually happen unless the PDGA approved it. Mm -hmm. So the pro tour basically can only advance as far as the PDGA lets them Uh, and then obviously would allow tours to find players cons of splitting would be ratings and the possibility of players not liking the movie the only two i came up with
1: yeah i i think the only big con is it would be it would be an interesting i would personally i'd rather see the pdga just step into the background be a governing body and them like collaborate because the pdga has this establish themselves so much in their sport that like a split could be a little messy yeah the biggest repercussion would be the ratings no doubt um but if the money was still there the players would get over that yeah um i mean there would just be a big stir that
0: i i I just don't think
1: it's necessary i think there is a there i think the pdga is going to cooperate and i think it can, it, they can coexist. I
0: think as long as the pro tour becomes the only tour, it's not necessary, which I think is happening anyways, as long as the national tour gets absorbed into the pro tour. Yeah. Then sure. Because then that's the only problem. The national, the PDJ can put all their tour cards in one place. Right. And there's no, tour. and they, they also, and if that doesn't happen, then I, I am an advocate of splitting if it didn't happen. Because to me, the PDJ is the governing body and the sanctioning body. Of the thing, but they're not yeah. the tour body. They're yeah. not
1: controlling the pros. The whole not allowing tiered registration thing really does bug me, though. Yeah, that bugged me a lot. Yeah, like that. That if that were to per- persist and they couldn't come to an agreement with that, then you'd have to split because, especially because if they're not allowing that, that sounds like they're not going to allow tour cards. Yeah, which is like something that I know the pro tour is probably thinking about and needs to head in that direction. Like there's gonna come a day which i think the day is already here but like where we need to have qualification for the pro tour
0: yeah and then that might require you to not be so
1: that might be the breaking point yeah is that this
0: might be a topic we got to bring up for a different day because i think we're about to start running a little long here um but it's definitely an interesting topic to think through so while in the comments because we might be coming back to this topic put your ideas on pros and cons list of the pro tour staying with the PDGA or splitting and being a non-sanctioned Tour to where the they still have the prestige, the money, all of that, but they basically just don't have ratings and they're not a uh, national tour type uh, sanctioned event, not elite series event. Put your uh, put your thoughts on that in the comments down below. I'm definitely interested to hear them out um, and think through them. I don't have a hundred percent stance on it. I lean towards like kind of what you said. Like if the if it becomes the only tour, then sure. Why there's no need to fix it if it ain't broken. Yeah. But if it is broken and there continues to be like little things of like the pro tour wants to do this, but they got to get approval through the PDGA first for them to be able to enforce it. Then that's where there's issues. Yeah, basically agreed. But let's sign ahead into the final segment for the show, which is make that call. Um, this scenario for make that call was actually submitted by a listener. Ooh. Um, I remember the scenario, but I could not find the message to give this listener credit, but this happened to them, this general scenario. Ooh, funny. And, uh, they thought it was a pretty interesting one. And I, I, I think you're going to know the answer to this. But I don't actually know if you will because it's not something we've ever come across because in this scenario, you're playing in a tournament out west with the two-meter rule in effect.
1: Oh, gosh.
0: So you throw an upshot to an elevated pin and it happens to hit a tree next to the basket. Filters down through the the tree and lands on top of the basket, but your disc is resting now eight feet up in the air. What is the stroke penalty and how do you play out the hole?
1: First of all, that's preposterous. Um, <laughs> you also just said what is the stroke penalty yeah you didn't say is there a stroke penalty yeah so you're just already giving me that there is a penalty
0: or I just worded it that way to score like screw with you I don't know
1: you know you All always right.
0: do so what's the stroke penalty and how do you play out the hole I don't know yeah because I don't know
1: any of the language surrounding the two meter rule because it's the dumbest rule ever um,
0: well
1: it isn't it isn't I understand why it was created. It was created in California because they didn't want people to throw over top of trees. They wanted to throw tunnels. Yeah. But it's dumb because I don't think we don't like pros don't play at courses like that anymore. I feel like the courses they play these days, you really only can throw.
0: Yeah. But light. the two meter rule is just not in effect ever.
1: It's dumb. Here we go. Um, So he's on a bass, top of a basket, eight feet in the air. So the only way he's not taking a penalty and two meter rule, you take it from like underneath the lie right like if the lie would almost be in the basket that'd be a fascinating one just (laughs) like you count but you get a penalty so like unless it's written unless there's a a little excerpt written about uh, elevated baskets then you have to take a penalty i'm gonna say that there's okay so if there is language in the rule book saying if it's on a basket that doesn't count as a two-meter rule then obviously that's fine but i'm gonna say that, that there isn't in there okay and i'm gonna say he has to take it like uh he has to take like a mandatory (laughs) he gets like up to two meters or up to a meter off of up to one meter off of the elevated basket and he gets a stroke penalty he's putting so that was his drive
0: no it was upshot so he threw
1: one two he dropped he's putting for four from a meter away from the elevated basket
0: wrong on both fronts so there's thank no goodness. penalty throw thank goodness a disc supported by the target for the hole being played is not subject to the two meter rule okay but even in general disc golf if a bat if a disc rests on top of the basket you just take it directly below like touching the pen is where your your lie is it would suck on an elevated basket
1: well i was i was hoping he would at least get, if they were gonna if it was part of the penalty, he would at least get a meter off
0: no yeah you don't get relief even in two we meter, even in two meter, if you're like up in the middle of the tree, your lies directly below it. Okay.
1: Well, I mean, I'm glad
0: there. But yeah, I'm there is language. The, the language says a disc supported by the target for the hole being played is not subject to two meter.
1: Well, rule. thank goodness.
0: So I just, I I'm, knew you wouldn't know that rule. Wasn't I'm
1: glad there. I'm wrong. So that's, we, that's, is
0: that the second week in a row I've stumped you? Did I stump you last week? Did I stump you last week? I don't week? remember. Connor doesn't remember either. I don't know. I feel like I stumped you recently. I feel good about it.
1: Two weeks ago, you stumped me, and you were wrong.
0: That's true. That's true. You, so. Two weeks ago, I stumped you. I was wrong. You were right, so I didn't actually stump you. You may have got me last week. All right. Well, this uh, next episode is definitely going to have more defined Trevor's Trivia Rules um, so that I can know what game I'm playing before I go you, in.
1: I just figured you would kind of pick it up. It wasn't like I'm um, very unintuitive.
0: Well, I, I thought that. I just didn't think that I was going to be able to like
1: to get one wrong and not keep playing.
0: <laughs> I just assumed you wanted me to see, like, With the
1: second camera how many angle, players I I'm just kn- going to throw, like, gym looks all the time. Just...
0: <laughs> I just thought Not you would cam. want me to know. <laughs> I just thought you would want me to, like, see how many I could keep within that, like, range. Because I was within, like, three or four all the time. <laughs> and, like, you're just over there laughing at me. Like, I just sit, went from Paul Macbeth to Lloyd Weema. Like, I did it. <laughs> okay? I went from Paul to Eagle. And you're like, oh, my, this guy. <laughs> like no i mean come on thanks for watching hopefully you enjoyed listening uh we'll be back with a new episode next week if you're listening to an apple podcast please leave a review uh we read them all we take them very seriously unlike the show Uh, this episode is all over the place because i mean it also doesn't help having an audience member and connor who's producing the show because then when we get going and we're laughing he's laughing and it makes it harder to keep a straight face the whole time but um no, we really do take it uh very seriously. We really appreciate the feedback and we use it to improve the show, the look, all of that. Um and the same goes for YouTube comments. So, wherever you're at, please engage with us. We really uh, appreciate it and we'll respond as well. Um I don't know if we can respond on Apple Podcast reviews, but if we can, I'm going to find a way and we're going to do it. But thanks again and we'll talk to you all next week. See you.